This your boy Q Rich. I know by now you guys usually hear D Miles asking your favorite player who was the first person to bust their ass. But right now we're going to do a little something different this week. With the holidays coming and the fact that we want to make sure we give y'all the dopest interviews and the styles that y'all have grown used to, this is actually going to be our last show for a few weeks. Last one. Don't trip. Don't worry. We'll be back. Just consider this like halftime. We're going to take a break, go back in the lab, cook up some more heat for the new year, and be back like we never left. On this episode, we want to take a little time out to look back a bit. This is our 24th episode, and it's been a crazy, crazy ride in a super short period of time. Remix. The love has been too real. We've even won awards. Thank you. Crazy awards, Black. Best believe we thankful for every guest that comes on and every fan that listens and every person that watches and downloads us every week. Very, very appreciative. Just as a little bonus, we thought we'd use this little time to chop it up about a few of our favorite moments, share some of our own personal moments that y'all don't know about, and recap what has been a crazy season so far. Crazy ride. Come take this ride with us, y'all. Enjoy the halftime show. You playing pickup? Was people double teaming you doing pickup? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And what you what you do you think about? Like, say you got to send another one. <laughs> Straight up, yeah, you got to send another one, man. Straight up. Kobe blessed us. That was crazy. It was the mentality when you had an interview with him. You see why he's who he is. Why he became who he is. Why he got that good. Who, the black Bruce Wayne? Yeah, he got that glow. That's how I used to think. That boy said he got the Bruce Leroy. He got that glow. like that Bruce Leroy! Le- you know who got that glow when you see him. <laughs> LeBron James got that glow. Dwayne Wade got that glow. Like, Kobe got that glow. Mike got that glow. It's just, you get why he's one of the best ever. And arguably be the best ever. Well, I mean, I feel like I definitely knew what it was all about. But then when you sit and you listen and you get to get a little glimpse into his thought process, into how he think, it's crazy. The boy, like one of those mad scientists, like D-Miles said, he a mad scientist. He, what threw me when we were talking to him about the night he hit 61 in the garden or whatever, right? And he gave you the scouting report on Wilson Chandler, who was a rookie who hadn't even been playing. Yeah. And he knew everything about him. Yeah. How he played, talked about how D'Antoni didn't like the double and how yeah. his teams played. Like, hey, who, first of all, you Kobe. When yeah. you the killer like that, don't nobody think like that. They just coming out like, I'm about to get, I'm about to get a ball and go crazy on you. Nobody, yeah. he was, he was thinking, that's why he do detail now on yeah. ESPN because he was thinking in that type of way already, talking about Wilson Chandler, somebody who literally wasn't playing. Yeah. This was his first game starting, and he knew what he knew about him. I watched so much basketball that I knew what other teams was doing, how they plays and defense and stuff like that, but I didn't go that deep. I played different positions, so I had to learn and know a lot of positions. But with him, he's really not playing different positions. He really playing just the two. And he knows everything through the in and out. He the analytics guy before <laughs> analytics guy. Right. When it comes to this shit. You know what I'm saying? At this point, I'm a two-time All-Star. And I'm trying to negotiate a deal with Adidas. I'm still on my, you know, first deal with them, 500000 I want to be bumped up at least two mil. 
And it was like, your name just ain't big enough. We know who you are, but your name ain't star name. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this is oh, like, how do I get my name like star? How do I get a star name? One of my favorite yeah. stories gotta be with <laughs> with Gil when he was talking about the whole Adidas deal situation. Mm-hmm. He wanted the more money and stuff like that, and they told him he wasn't popular enough. Okay, I'm not popular enough. So then he went and went through the million dollar party. We all know that that's a favorite story in itself, but this is all a smaller part of the bigger story with the Adidas story, because that was why all this happened. He threw it so he could become more popular, had Diddy host and all of this, Lil Wayne. And we know all of that about the million dollar party, but the best part is when he then went, made All-Star, and now he's sitting at the table with the Adidas people, and he say, yo, he tell his agent, before we go in here, it don't matter what number they say, I'm gonna get up and walk out and say, y'all playing with me and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and so they literally come in at the number they looking for, and he do it anyway. Like yeah. that was the that was the most Gilbert Arenas hilarious thing ever. He stormed out, but while storming out, he say he in the hallway thinking like, please let him call me back, please. <laughs> and then they call him back, <laughs> and he end up getting the money, the more money because he it's just that's so Gil that you would still st- get up, storm out of there, even though they came in where you wanted them to. He like I, I had to go through with the plan. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite stories is from Gil too. So I'm ordering pizza. Larry Hughes like, I don't want no pizza. So he what he gets he orders room service, right? And I said, like, no, 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 you can't order room yeah, service, bro. I was like, no, nah, I don't be on the room service. I, I I gotta take some of this money home. He's like, Rook, chill out. This is uh this is Larry Hughes room, blah, blah, blah. But can you send my food to this room? All right, so food, food come, he signs it. This is creating a monster right here. I see the writing on the wall. So, all right, okay. Uh, yeah, room service. Can I have uh, two cheeseburgers, four scoops of uh, vanilla ice cream, <laughs> chocolate cake, uh, three sodas? Yeah, this is Larry Who's room <laughs> two twelve. But can you bring it to room two do do? Come, <laughs> give it to her. She leaves. She walk on up. Look at your burger. Everything. Oh, is oh, drop, 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 drop. Everywhere we went, boy. <laughs> Two hamburgers, four ice creams. <laughs> you kept on using Larry. Now. You switched the name. Oh, I'm Larry Hughes, bro. I'm Larry Hughes, man. I'm Larry Hughes. Oh, he, oh, he when he said the stuff about Larry and he was always ordering the cheeseburger and the two ice cream and to Larry called him like that was one of my favorite stories because just knowing them two and knowing Larry the way I know Larry Larry's a big brother it's you already it's know funny. that he was on him but it was all yeah, good it, it was on him father, like that was the perfect well that's not I don't want to say that that wasn't the perfect person that was yeah it was the perfect person that was somebody who understood and was looking out like how he looked out for me all my life and you know getting another young fellow on the team that's a, a vet that you can have that'll look out for you he was one of them them bars I was chasing. He went to St. Louis U and he was busting fifties and forties. Like <laughs> he was killing. Like right I'm talking about crib. tattoos. Man, we then got he the, get we drafted. got the hand one tattoo at the end. Yeah, he he get drafted. 
the and one tattoo that tattoo. I got on my arm, yeah. I wouldn't get after seeing Larry Hughes with it on yeah. his arm. And he had what do he have? Like St. Louis something. I got I got Shot Town's finest on yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah, St. Louis finest. On, exactly. On, on yeah, his, St. I think, Louis. I think it's St. Louis finest on his on his arm. And, and you I, got Shot Town finest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I got it from Q and Larry. Exactly. On my arm. That was like yeah, then he get drafted and play with AI. Boy. And he just all around. He was the first just, one to introduce us to AI. Yeah. Well, me, you was sick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but he uh, <laughs> he one of the ones that's that's been around my life for a long time and been in my life. Him, his mom, his family, and he's just an all around good dude. You know what I'm saying? And I'm very very appreciative of him and his family and the friendship and Hell. the bond that we got and I have my family <clears throat> have with him and his family. Hell, boogie. That was, so that's definitely one of my favorite stories because, you know, Larry is like a, a brother from another mother. Another funny story that as soon as he finished saying it, I instantly remember that. When Al said the, the story about Alvin Gentry. So one time we came out here to play them or whatever. Or we might have been playing late, but whatever it was, we were at Cheesecake Factory in the marina. Me, you, and him, we all at Cheesecake you know, We, we, we frequented Cheesecake So I don't factory. know how it came up, but we was just talking about scouting reports or whatever. So it came up, and we was asking, like, what each team said about everybody. So I went first, of course. So I'm telling <laughs> So I'm telling them, like, yeah, they say Q do this and the three and this, and they debiled, debiled, open court, this, that, and the third. So I was like, what they say about me? And D-Bow was like, well, <laughs> Coach was just like, don't worry, worry about you. AG <laughs> <laughs> hey, disrespected him. <laughs> and it was Alvin Gentry, bro. And I, I seen him I seen him last summer with T. Lou. I was mad, bro. I'm still mad, dog. AG hey, wasn't hey, the 20 coolest years dude later, on the planet. In Cheesecake Factory, I in, after he finished, I instantly remember that because I was big on, like, what the coaches say. What was the scouting report on me? Trying to get more information. <laughs> So when he said that stuff, but I, I didn't know he holded that. Bruh, that's what that I was like. Long. Listen like, to what I was even say that? That's what I was like, about to say. I, it's no <laughs> way. Alvin is a good dude. Like, <laughs> there's no way I could forget this because I'm literally. I'm sorry, Alvin. I didn't mean to. Coach, Coach Gentry, I didn't mean to listen, throw bro. you under the bus like that. I should have just kept my mouth closed. Al has brought that up to me so many times over the years. That's why when he said it, I said, here you go. Literally, remember, he had just yeah. said it the day before. He had said he had brought it up to me the day before. I didn't never heard him say that. He said it to me when yeah. we was talking. And I was like, dude, you have brought this up too many times. And you didn't literally... I'm sure he knows yeah. you could hoop, bro. Like, you wouldn't, yeah. like, I'm yeah. not even sure that was in the scouting report, whether D-Miles might have been messing with you or something, because I can't see no. that being in the scouting report, but whatever. But but my whole thing is, you who you are, why you care? No, but, like, this this happened in locker rooms. This is a normal thing. Like, yeah, of course, you'll play a team, and, you know, somebody might get sneaked this. It's not nothing <laughs> towards them. You know what I'm saying? Teams like who they like. People feel like, Who's a threat? Lot of threat. It might be a matchup. It might be like, oh, so and so is on this person, so we don't got to worry about him tonight. And that's not saying that he was the all star player on their team. And so it's just like, man, he don't get the touches to really even. I was off that. Do anything. Still so you off know, that. all locker rooms get that. Trust me, it's it's not Al. Like I, I know it's probably been a million locker rooms. Was like D Miles one ain't gonna do this. All he gonna do is get in the open court. But I, <laughs> Al Gordon ain't gonna do shit. But. That's just their opinion. It don't mean you less of a player or, you know, worse of a player. But I, I hate he hold that. I hate I threw Gentry under the bus. 
And I apologize, Gentry. And I apologize, Al. Man, baby peeing in Simone Augustus' bed was crazy. crazy. I, I swear to God, bro. We was 12 years old, bro. I spent the night in our house, peed in a bed one time. Bro. It was crazy. <laughs> Embarrassed myself. I, I, she can tell you this story. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I swear to God, I used to love her, bro. I peed in the bed. Yeah, and I, bro, never, I never, I never, I left. She was like, why you leave? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm right down the street. So, you know, well, I, I, take the, know yet, huh? I take the sheets. I oh, see you was, you was oh, yeah, I take the sheets. Boom. Uh, no evidence. <laughs> but the stain. And then we haven't heard, once we posted the video, she actually retweeted it and confirmed it and said that her dad still talks about that to this day. Yeah. So that was that was super dope to, to actually, you know what I'm saying? Not that we think anybody would ever lie, but to know that, you know what I'm saying, he was talking about another pro athlete and that pro athlete retweeted it and confirmed the video, you know what I'm saying, when, when we put it out and had it out there as an audiogram. That was dope. And to know that her dad still cracks that joke or brings it up from time to time, even now today, that's that's awesome. Big baby was that nervous. <laughs> was, I flipped the mattress, dog. He said, with the stain. He said, I, I said, you was crafty. You took the sheets. He's like, but it was a stain. <laughs> a pee-pee. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was a funny story. For us to have Fabulous and Jerry, it was it was super dope. Like you, like you said, for us, those are our first guys outside of actually, you know, what I'm saying, being athletes and ball players, uh, and for for Jerry, it was it was super dope for us because that was somebody that we, you know, what I'm saying, obviously watched from the from the second he got going. We watched all of Entourage, obviously watched all of Power, up until he was <laughs> killed off. And the dopest part about our interview with him was that we were the first interview. After he got killed. So he got killed on, you know, the show comes out on Sunday. And we sat down with him on the Monday after that episode aired. He was telling me, like, this is the first time that I get to talk about it. Like, I've known this since January or something. And I, I haven't been able to talk. So, so that was dope for us to get, like, that inside track. But also just him in general, he's such a huge sports fan and a Knicks fan and Yankees, Giants, and all of the whole New York City sports fan. And, the way he lives his life, everything is compared to sports or somehow put in a, you know what I'm saying, in a parallel, yeah, yeah, a parallel with sports and trying to compare it in some way. So he was perfect because as much as we got to talk about his acting and his, his shows, which are great shows and, and relevant shows that people who listen to our show definitely watch, but he was able to talk about sports as as much as any athlete we had on and he was able to go football baseball basketball he was able to be thorough in the history of his teams and just in those sports period not just the new york teams he's a huge fan of you know all of the you know superstars and stuff like that he's at events and so he was great from that from that sense and being you know fab was dope for us because that's somebody who we we respect and we look at as a rapper and is one of our favorite dudes that we listen to and stuff like that. And in the same token, he's somebody who we feel like when we came into the league, he was kind of like in his rookie or in his first start of his career and we watched him grow and we followed him and 
we got a chance to talk about all the things that he impacted as far as, you know what I'm saying, trends. He was big. We was we was doing a lot of the same things at the same time, wearing big baggy clothes, jerseys and, and hats and throwbacks. And he huge in the sneaker culture. We love kicks and all of that. So it was a lot of parallels and things that went, went along well that made everything be dope. And he was a super cool, you know what I'm saying, down-to-earth, chill dude that was easy to chill and chop it up with. So that, that just made it dope. There was two episodes that I was real nervous about because, you know, you fans and you don't want to f- just go crazy fanned out on the, on a person and just be extra corny or nothing like that. But the energy that Jerry was bringing was just like it made it at ease and to interview him because we just we knew to this stuff right here. <laughs> like we knew to this. This ain't nothing that we've been doing. Well, I'm new to this. <laughs> Q, we... He everywhere, but <laughs> for me, I'm new to this. So, you know, his energy was just great, man, how you can bounce back and forth, man. I appreciate the energy, the vibe, the conversations we had. I, I think the fans and everybody else appreciated it, too. And then the timing that we got him, too. The timing, we like what Q said, the timing we got him, like a week after he got killed. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. What was crazy is we flew into New York that Sunday, the episode, so we didn't get a chance to watch the episode. Nobody had it, so we had to get it on, on Chris, our computer, Chris on Bernard's Chris's computer, computer, and look at it an hour before we come. So when we finished the episode, he walking in, but we had to look at it and see what happened so for the last episode so we, so we can stuff. talk about it or, or freestyle it or whatever we, you want to say about it. And it just all worked out well, and I think everybody appreciated it. And Fab, you know, Fab, swag, his raps, like, man, we big fans of his. And just for him to bless us, you know, he's not a guy that really do interviews, especially when we got him when he's not doing no promo or nothing like that. It was just off the love and the strength and uh, just the stories he was telling us and how he came up. And like you said, like, man, he, he liked the Jersey King, and that was the stuff that we was doing. And he was growing just as much as we was growing. We always follow him, and sometimes Shootout 3 is out right now. Go get that. Fire. And it's fire, like usual. So, you know, shout out to Fab for showing us love. And his energy, too. With him, he didn't really know too much about the show, so he had to, you want to kind of fill it out organically. That's what he told us, and I think we did a great job. I thank him for blessing us. He was the first rapper that we did because we want to do more rappers, and you know, spread this thing out a little bit more, but I think it was dope for us to have him. Nah, that was people. that was that was yeah. We didn't want to come by with rapper. somebody who we was weak. Just come <laughs> with just any old person, and I'm glad Fab blessed us with it. Because for us, that's somebody who not only is one of the top rappers, but like I say, we you know what I'm saying it, it worked on all spectrums. Because that's somebody who we legitimately rock with. Yeah, as you know what I'm saying, listening to his music and all of that, and the fan of what he be doing. So the fact that we was able to get a top dude who yeah. we really liked and respected, <clears throat> and it was all reciprocated. Like he said, the love was reciprocated back yeah. and forth. That was all love because, like he said, that's something that we hadn't you know we hadn't ventured there before. Hey, I'll tell you another story, bro. So when we get drafted, like, we, we did basically everything the same, literally. We first got our truck, right? We get we both get the Escalades, a brand-new Escalade. I get a white one, he get a black one. Mine got chrome trim, his got gold trim. So yeah. then we get we get to L.A., we go get rim. We, we get 100 spokes. 
Gold D's. That boy had gold dating hunters posts on Escalade sitting wide out bowling. <laughs> so look, he like, man, G, my truck's better than yours. I'm like, bitch, please, my truck's sitting <laughs> on yours. Bro, we got the exact same truck. Everything is the exact same. We went and got scissors put in. I'm going to tell you the only difference. You know the difference. I went and got 110. This boy got like what is six twelve. This boy got the whole. I'm your whole face vibrate. You cannot ride comfortably in the car with him. Like you get sick. Six twelve from from the vibration of your whole body and face. And he's sitting here like a little two year old. Don't hear nothing. He can't even hear what you saying or nothing. So they could hear us two blocks away when we coming. Because like I had a little beat. I had normal beat, but he beating up the whole city. He setting car alarms off and everything. <laughs> Earthquake. That boy coming through like King Kong for real. Like I'm talking about setting off alarms and everything, car alarms. So that's why I tell like that's the young, that's the young 1819 LA Live stories. This before LA Live even existed across from Staples Center. That's when it was just a parking lot. Tell tell them the story about what was that? That was our second year. We was in Minnesota, <laughs> and. You know, KG is my dog. KG, my motherfucker. So every time I play Ticket, because he's my man, and I fucks with him like that, every time I play him, I'm going hard. <laughs> like, I'm going hard, hard. Every time I see him, I'm going to give him my best. So we in the game, but I guess this just wasn't our day as a team. Not one, not two. Bunch of motherfuckers just was like, come on, let's hurry up, get this shit over with. I get in the locker room, and so, you know, coach talking, man, I just get up. Another moment, like I say, I'm young, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I ain't give a, a good performance or as a team, as as a player, all that stuff. I get up, I said, man, coach, motherfuckers just ain't trying hard. <laughs> they just don't give a fuck. Hey, boy. And Keon, you know, voice still squeaky. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm so young and all that. Because I'm, I'm, oh, I'm emotional man. in it. So voice squeaking them up. Kiai couldn't even take me serious. Kiai just looking at me like, it made me just I laughed leave right it alone. Then. Like, because it was just like, man, motherfucker, I cared so much about us giving a good performance, us playing hard, because I felt, you know, we a young team. We a college team playing against grown men. Like, the average age at the time, not now. But the average age at the time, motherfuckers was in their 28, 29, 30, and these veterans, they ain't had no young players in the league. Ta- time out, a, though. Let me preface it. We got a whole it. squad of motherfuckers that's under 21. Let me let me preface it now, though, Black. You got to tell it like it's supposed to be told. It was. If you gonna, no, you got to understand why we was laughing. Now, for the listeners and the viewers out there, the man, 6'9", all of like 180 pounds, <laughs> braids, Little squeaky voice. Don't need too much about talk on the team in team settings. Like team when it's coach, he don't say nothing. He just listen to the coaches and do whatever. This like is rare. This is rare air. He's on Mars here. He stood up in front of everybody and started like screaming. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and he was showing like passion. Like I care. Yeah. 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 And then he started when you come on man in a team setting the bro trying to go he was trying to go off and he started to, the voice started to crack and he yeah. started to cry I said oh what's yeah, happening I said oh, yeah. he started like, crying yeah, I said oh, oh oh I put my head I said oh I, I can't watch oh <laughs> what's yeah. happening I was like 
Like I was emo- like them the emotional moments. Hot. That boy was hot. He wanted my that KG. Year. He was like, "Yeah, y'all ain't play. How y'all not gonna play hard today? Yeah. Like not today." <laughs> yeah, like them was my emotional moments as a young eighteen year old kid coming in. That shit, I care about this shit. This shit ain't just for me to score thirty or nothing like that. This shit for us. Motherfuckers count it out. They see us and they laugh. Then they get in that game and our young ass running up and down that court dunking and. They feel like we celebrating this shit. Shit get real quick. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at first, like this, and then we had to earn that respect. The respect that we get now is from them days that them young boys going to come in here and play harder than the motherfucker. And that's just the respect, love. Like, you don't got to be an all-star. You don't got to have all the all-stars or be a Hall of Famer to, to earn your respect in this league. And, man, Q, we ain't never been an all-star not going to be no Hall of Famer, but the respect of the game, the respect of us being competitive and us being respectful towards each other and going each other just as hard, that meant more than anything. And when we was coming in this league, that's what we was trying to earn. We was trying to earn respect. Hey, what so he I- said <laughs> is 100% true, though. Like, even what he said about the respect that we get from our peers – like you said, we came in the game trying to earn respect from all the dudes we yeah. grew up watching and playing with that respect and that passion, trying to like show them like we wanted we we wanted y'all too. Yeah. <laughs> we a boy we too. We want we want to be acknowledged and seen. And yeah. like for us, I feel like the way we played and the way we were as you know, what I'm saying not even knowing it, but when yeah. we were going through our career, that's why we were able to do what we do here. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying because we have that respect. He said it perfect. We ain't gonna be no Hall of Fame. We never was no All Star. But we could sit across from a Kobe Bryant and look him straight in the face and know that we got his respect because he knew we was coming at his neck. Yeah. No matter if he still had four, he still was Kobe. Yeah. He still, the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he him. He the black mom, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A black mom, and that's what it is. But he knew. You know how it is when you go and you uh, lace up with somebody and they know, like, yeah, it's about to be some uh, shit tonight. And it ain't about to be sweet. And I feel like we got that respect with from top to bottom, no matter if you say Kobe to MJ when we competed with MJ as young boys, when you yeah. go to whoever was a man in the league at the time, from AI to T Mac to Shaqs to whoever, all of those individuals know and look at us like them yeah. boys was coming. No matter, you know what I'm saying, no matter what we did, right. they know it wasn't no sugary, it wasn't no scared shit, it wasn't no, nah. Uh-huh. It ain't like, yeah, we we not on the same level. And I'm talking about this was from day one. Yeah. Young rookies, when we got in that thing, we was running up. We played an all-star charity game. We was trying to score 40s in charity <laughs> games. Like, it was a real game. You ask yeah. anybody. We had Zoe Summer Groove with everybody. It's all-star level event. So, we uh, out that thing going for 30s and 40s trying to beat like yeah. it means something to us. Like, yeah. And the Clippers was showtime back then. <laughs> every we was time. Showtime. Losing we like a mug, but, like, they, like, going through y'all boys shit. going. But, like, but, but people be saying that, and, like, I ain't trying to sound away because, yes, we did lose, but you got to look at what we what we came the hand we was dealt when we came in. We came to a team that won seventeen games out of eighty two before we got there. We practiced at a junior college and then not only they won seventeen out of eighty two, three new players plus they got Corey and another player into this team. So they revamped the whole team. And we could have easily lost just the seventeen and so forth. We hopped to thirty one games in the league that's is crazy we're a college team in this league straight up that's an accomplishment yeah we we lost and all this stuff for us to be have five fucking players that's under 21 and no other team in the history of the nba ever had this before 
And, and we win 31 games out of 82. That's a fucking accomplishment. It, 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 I'm proud of it. I don't and, know. It, people can thing, say we lost or whatever. But the other, the other part of it is that that was the first time in a long time, maybe like from like since the Ron Harper, Mark Jackson, Danny Danny Manny days, that it was we embraced being a Clipper. We made it yeah. alright to be a Clipper. Like we was right in the backyard. L.A. Lake was winning three peat in that time when we came in, and we yeah. still carved out our little Clipper Nation following fans that rocked with us. That that knew yeah. we was we was on the ground with it, bro. We was in the malls, yeah. Beverly Center, <laughs> Fox Hills, yeah, regularly. You know, what to, I'm saying? To win seventeen games the year before us when they had. Veterans on their team, like you know, Derek Anderson, Mo Taylor. Like then the next year, we win thirty nine games. We two games out the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Them accomplishment. Nah, we can't do it overnight. But the organization was growing from there when they went through a whole decade of being trash, being the worst team. People wouldn't even wear a jersey, a Clipper jersey. You know what I'm saying? Only person you see with a Clipper jersey was Penny Marshall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out Mitchell and Ness. They bringing me and Black uh, jerseys back. You, you know, know what I'm saying? About. Like so that's that's a that's the a clipper joint. That's a blessing and that's that's everything and and that was progress like to me. That was we accomplished something. Yeah, that was a successful season for us. Come on, bro. But I feel like I, but that's why I say I feel like that's the foundation that we even able to do this show on because the respect that's where it starts at. We got the respect from those players and for the fans that remember that and still, you know, even with the guys now, fast forward all the way to 2019, you see, see a Mo Harkless, Montrez Harrell doing a knuckle up, being in the Clippers jersey, and then you see the fans how it bring back nostalgia for the fans that were still there for us. So that's all love, bro. It's authentic. It's organic. We ain't asking nobody like, yo, do the, you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. that's how things work when you move the right way and you stay solid and you don't. We ain't no haters. We love all that. We love yeah. all the young boys, and we salute that. Yeah, talk to the Mo. You know, Mo was my rook, but you know, talk to my treads on social media. Nothing but love, man, all yeah. the way around. And just as NBA players, if you, it's not many of us. If you a part of this league, whether I like your game or not, the respect is always there for you to whatever story you got to come up and being able to be a part of this this fraternity. league. It's a fraternity. At the end of the day, I didn't like the way I didn't like the style of play of Carl Malone. Do I respect Carl Malone? Fucking right. That's a fucking Hall of Famer, number two all time. Boy, like he that dude. But I'm I'm mic'd out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was a Bulls dude, and I I just hated fucking Carl Malone. But when you, you see him and I see him, man, the respect is there. That's my OG. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we don't even know each other like that, but I'm gonna walk in the room and give him the proper respect he deserves. And just like with these young, these young fellas, like no matter who you is, once you part of this fraternity, we all part of this fraternity. Everybody got stories within this of how they got here, but we all got to have that respect and that love for each other because we the only ones. On that note, we gonna wrap this up, man. But we gonna be back in the new year. But look out for continued content coming from us both on the Players' Tribune social channels as well as our own social channels. My Instagram. Hey, what is it? Drop your tag. Drop your tag. Shit, I don't even know. Come on, man. You're supposed <laughs> to get a drop your tag. <laughs> you know I ain't that in-depth. <laughs> black. Ain't it Blackpink.21 or something? Yeah. Come on, bro. At Q Rich. Okay. We got a few bonus episodes, some live Q&As, some merch giveaways. You never know where we're going to pop up. So stay on the lookout. Stay tuned in. 
Download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you could get the podcast are available. We there. We cracking. And keep checking in, man. Like I said, we're going to keep keep killing it and keep bringing y'all little intermittent stuff while we, while we on this break. Sponsored by Yak. The Players Tribune dot com.